Hello everybody, it's Chris here. So the uh, 20th anniversary of 9-11 is upon us and um, you know, I just uh, wanted to take a moment to sort of just reflect and give you a quick update on everything. Um, so on the podcast front, um, I've got two sort of uh, specials coming out that will be reflecting on events of September the 11th and its legacy from a kind of counter-terrorism perspective and just sort of looking at how it's affected policy for good and bad. And then um, the podcast itself, I'm planning to take a production break in October. So after the sort of 9-11 specials that come out over the next month, I will be just sort of shutting up shop for a few weeks just to catch my breath because um, I don't know, the balance between work and podcasting has suddenly caught up with me and I feel I need a bit of a break so the podcast will return on the uh, after the September 11th specials will return on the 5th of November so with September 11th, I thought I'd just take a little moment, you know, we've all got our sort of 9-11 stories and I was just sort of reflecting back on the events of that day, the terrible events of that day. And um, so I suppose my story, which wasn't, isn't that exciting, I mean, I was, I was in central London, um, I was, what was I, 20 years old and I'd just come back from a holiday out of town and I was visiting a friend who lived in Paddington and we were in Soho. I was with my friend, he wanted to sign up for a gym, so we were on our way to this gym and as we're on our way another friend of mine uh, his name is Oliver who unfortunately is no longer with us he texted me to say that planes are attacking the Twin Towers and I don't know it just seemed a bit unreal and when I read that text message for some reason the picture in my mind was uh, King Kong on top of the Empire State Building swatting away these little biplanes I have no idea why that image popped into my head on that morning or that afternoon even in the UK so yeah that was the image in my head so I don't know it just didn't really compute and we were going through the process of signing up for this gym so we literally I got the message and we walked into this gym in Soho and it was just in the back of my mind it was bothering me and it was like what the hell's going on planes attacking the Twin Towers my other friend who was with me at the time was a bit oblivious he was just focused on joining this gym and stuff and going through that process whilst I was somewhat distracted so I excused myself and I went and found a television there was a bar right next to this gym uh, and the bar was just on the corner of Endell Street and there was this big TV and that's when I saw the reality. Um, uh, the footage I saw was, uh, I think it must have been on the BBC News. It was, I think, just after the second plane had hit. And, um, and annoyingly with this particular camera angle, the camera seemed to be on a, seemed to be tilting. So it made, gave the impression the building was falling. So it was quite a dramatic first image to see. It was like smoke billowing out these twin towers and the camera was tilting and it looked like it was kind of, the building was falling sideways. And after obviously seeing the footage a few times, I realized I Obviously, that wasn't the case, but it was still equally as horrifying. And, you know, I just couldn't get the thought of being trapped on one of those aeroplanes and then plowing into a building out of my mind. It just stuck with me. I think it's because maybe I'm an aviation enthusiast. So, I don't know, once you're on an aeroplane, you're kind of sealed in. Um, and there's just something about that being sealed in and your fate being... I don't know, taken out of your hands kind of just bothered me and it's just stuck with me. Um, and I found that thought in particular being on the plane as the, one of the most horrifying things. And one of the passengers uh, I later found out was the co-creator of the TV show Frasier, which was one of my favourite shows at the time. So it was just like, wow, only two years before I visited the uh, set of Frasier and Paramount Studios um, on a, on a Paramount Studios tour. So, uh, it, you know, that was, I suppose my only kind of uh, two degrees of separation from 9-11, I guess. And then minutes later, 
later, you know, I was walking around the now joined by my friend and we're both kind of walking around the days and we slowly walk down Endel Street and see another television and suddenly we see the Pentagon had been hit and in that moment, um, the film Doctor Strangelove came into my mind. Doctor Strangelove I'd just only seen for the first time uh, about four days before the events of 9-11. And I literally felt like um, this is it. This is the beginning of World War Three. You know, I remember the shiver going, that feeling of a shiver going down my spine. It was like that for about a good couple of hours. And as we were watching the events unfold on this TV, I started to notice London was getting quieter and quieter and quieter until it kind of, it pretty much came to, the way I remember it, it pretty much came to a standstill. If that's 100% accurate, I'm not sure, but that's kind of how I remember it. And the city just slowly falling incredibly silent. And, and London's never been as quiet as that until COVID hit last year. And the lockdowns began. And then walking around London, it was very similar to the what it sounded like on 9-11 you could literally hear a pin drop as the afternoon progressed so in the UK I think it was about 2 2 p.m ish when this all took place and you know and I was joined you know we were just meeting random strangers and exchanging our views on what the hell's going on and I remember prior to witnessing the events on television a few days before I'd been reading uh, a magazine which I think was called The Intelligence Files or now known as I Spy and they had some information on a, a video that had been uh, that the CIA were analysing and in this video um, there was a, a, a man um, who was shooting at a picture of President Clinton um, who wasn't the president then but he, he, his picture was being shot at nonetheless and there was this group called Al-Qaeda and a man called Osama Bin Laden and that they were targeting America. Now, you know, up until the day of 9-11, Al-Qaeda and Bin Laden were not exactly household names but by the end of that day or day after they certainly were. And that was 9-11 and I, you know, made my way back to my friend's flat in Paddington. I was just stuck watching the TV for hours and eventually... You know, um, we ended the day going to get some drinks at a pub in Paddington um, and just, I don't know, just being mentally exhausted from those terrible events. It was really a dreadful day. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a day that's sort of changed so much and there's nothing, you know, nothing original me saying that, but literally things did change. Um, you know, one of my interviews, it would be coming up. I was reflecting on how in the late 90s, it felt like the world was sort of starting to move forward in a positive direction the cold war had ended and it was the time of that famous end of history business from francis fukuyama anyway so it was the time of the end of history um and we all thought that the you know humanity is changing and how maybe arrogant we were to think that i don't know or how deluded we were to think that but anyway so um so yeah 9-11 happened and things were never the same again after that and um, you know 9-11 certainly led to the creation of this podcast it led to a very strange period of my life where I became a conspiracy theorist for a while and thankfully I managed to get myself uh, out of that mindset and you can listen to some of my episodes with David Nywert where I discussed that honestly 9-11 I just you know it's, I'm amazed it's 20 years since that day because I remember the feeling on that day even though I wasn't in New York I was in London but I remember feeling that this literally could be it and I think maybe because I was 20 and it was such a dramatic event you know this was I suppose my JFK moment and it really did sort of have a massive effect on me and still does um, you know still seeing that footage of people having to make the choice between burning alive 
alive or jumping out the building it still haunts me you know and the, the images of those planes slamming into the tower and the thought of those poor people trapped on those planes with no choice their destiny literally taken out of their hands that bothers me and still now so we've got some shows coming up on 9-11 I hope they do justice to the topic and um, I hope you find them interesting and just to recap so the podcast after those 9-11 specials will be yeah the podcast will be sort of taking a mini break and then it will be returning on the 5th of November and uh, it will be back um, at still once a month uh, maybe with the odd extra episode a month depending on, on how my schedule's going but yeah it's just that trying to get my work life um, podcasting balance and just in the last few months suddenly work's really picked up in, in a really positive way which is nice you know there's some exciting spy related scripts that I'm working on um, and I hope they see the light of day we will see I'm working hard behind the scenes on that so uh, as soon as I have some exciting news to share you'll be the first to hear it but uh, but um, just to set your expectations that might be a little while yet because film's unfortunately a bit of a slow a slow beast but here we go anyway I just want to take a moment to say thank you very much for listening and um, if anybody is listening who was affected by that day uh, physically or mentally you know, um, just want to extend, I don't know, a virtual hug. My best wishes, uh, you know, it was a terrible day. If anybody lost any family members, you have my deepest condolences. I lost a few relatives in the last couple of years and it was dreadfully painful. And, um, and I just can't imagine what it must be like to lose a relative in such a horrific event as 9-11 or in the subsequent events of the War of Terror in Iraq or Afghanistan. So on that note, I'm going to wrap up, but uh, thank you very much. And if you're still listening, thank you. And um, we will be back soon. Take care.